Good afternoon, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Today is Sunday, July 19th, and we're going to be doing a special podcast and a prayer uh, by uh, written by Archbishop Vigil, if I pronounce his name correctly, and he is the ambassador from the Vatican to the United States, stationed in Washington, D.C., and the prayer for the United States of America. And was written by this Archbishop. But uh, one of the questions of the day, which really shouldn't, I think it's more important issues going on, but I will address it. Um, Dr. Taylor, and he's very educated, he's a professor, and he was a priest, I believe, in another religion, and uh, converted to be a Catholic, and all. Um, all in favor. Most of the things he says I do like, but and he wants to just eliminate some of the portions of the of Vatican II, but I heard that he mentioned that some of them just want to scrap the whole thing. Well, I'm a little bit uh, older than him, <laughs> but uh, Dr. Taylor is, and uh, so I lived, uh, you know, I was maybe teenager through Vatican II, and so I uh, went to Catholic school for eight years. That's not make me an expert, but it does give me an opinion, though. And I'm going to, Dr. Taylor, give you a point of view that what was it like before Vatican II and what was it like after Vatican II? Well, before, uh, and some of the main things that you, you knew, that you know, of course, before Vatican II, uh, masses were in Latin. And I'll be honest with you. I did not understand most of the things that they were saying. Uh, number two, the priest was not uh, facing the congregation, it was uh, facing the other way to the cross. And uh, basically how I thought I was taught, everything was a mortal sin. You were going to hell for everything. I mean, back then, if you even thought of something, you're going to hell. Back or if you stepped into a Protestant church, you're going to hell if you just stepped in. And uh, my point of view was also a little tarnished the eight years I told you in Catholic school. Um, I did have some good, very nice sisters, but some of them were not as nice. But that teaching method, and it has nothing to do with that, but it was more fear of God than the love of God. Now we have divine mercy and how lot. Lord loves all of us, and he wants us to get closer to us. But back then, it was more of a fear of God. You're just going to hell, and that's it. So, and that was before Vatican II. Uh, also, the teaching message was a little bit unusual. Let's say they taught to the smallest, the smartest kids in the class. And those who, like my family, were my mom, a single mom of four children, she didn't have really time to teach us, so it was not really any home life when it came to that, that respect. And uh, so I didn't do well in the first eight, eight years. And uh, I was bullied by the other kids because, you know, I didn't take care of myself as well as I should have, you know, tucking my shirt. You know, I had the white tie, and the, I mean, sorry, tie, purple tie and a white shirt and, and maybe uh, uh, pants, you know, on uniform. And my poor sister, even she had to a couple of times, you know, come to my defense and would just spit at her. So that was the what I had grew up with. 
in my first grade, uh, actually, uh, uh, first day of school, <laughs> taking this, trying to find a school bus, and some kid threw a rock in my head. <laughs> and uh, another time, uh, I was, just, I guess, you know, like kids do, running around in the school, but then some another uh, child put their foot out, so I would trip and fall and I'd knock out my front teeth. Luckily, there was the original teeth, my baby teeth. And uh, things like that, of course, it was never done, but they had different things, different messes. For example, uh, the children's mass was uh, nine o'clock on Sundays. If you didn't go to the children's mass, you went to another mass, you had to stand up Monday and tell everyone in the class why you didn't make the nine o'clock mass. So it was a different mess at a different time. But now uh, Vatican II, uh, you, you talked about the other religions. You know, I agree with you, wife, you know, I know how the Catholics go to heaven, but does that mean only Catholics go to heaven? And so that was the big, I think, the big problem of why they had it, why they did We had it, Catholics had really a different mindset because we were like, if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. And we don't know. Well, first of all, we're not to judge anyone. And number two, you don't know at that last minute, that last second, where that person somehow may come to God, to know God and Jesus. Remember, and you probably, uh, Dr. Taylor, know this Bible verse by the name of it and the number, but as most of us Catholics, the defects, I would say, as growing up for a Catholic, we never studied the Bible. Matter of fact, I don't remember even seeing a Bible. When, if we had one, it was just a book that we really never opened. It was never really taught. All we had was the gospel reading and mass on Sundays, but if it was in Latin, we would not have understood it, one another language. And so that's at the point. We can't judge anyone else. Now, you, you, you probably know uh, the, the Bible reading where uh, in the parable, uh, Jesus talks about uh, workers. You have the, the workers who worked all day. And then you had uh, some other workers who came at the last minute. And they all got paid the same amount of money. And then the workers who were working all day got upset. Why did someone who just came there got to pay the same amount of money as I did? And what, did, what was Jesus' comments about that? Well, isn't the, the owners right to give the same amount of money to those who started the whole day, to those who just came in late the same amount? And this is the same way. If God's right, who's going to heaven? As Catholics, we can't say, you're not going to heaven. Matter of fact, we're not even supposed to judge anyone. So I think, you know, you're really off base on that and you shouldn't, you shouldn't even be uh, attaining it. It's not something that you should question. That's the big uh, issue. And there's a lot of more important issues going on. First of all, you said about rights. Everyone has a right in our constitution to believe what they want to believe. If they're going to get to heaven, it's not, it's not really our problem. And God says that. Even if you listen to the video of Father Mike, he did a great video about who's going to heaven. It shouldn't even concern you. It really shouldn't concern you. But I tell you what should concern you, what's going on with those on the far left who want to tear up our constitution, who want to take away our rights, where we may end up having, if, if 
if Biden gets elected, it's a new civil war. I call it. I did a uh, YouTube. I've been doing a, a, a podcast since 2007. And uh, last year, uh, I did one on the new civil war. We could be going into a civil war. If Biden gets elected and he tries to have the far left take away our rights, have people coming, taking our property away from us, I think it's going to be a lot of angry people. And it may be a lot of violence. And it could be a new civil war. So that's why it's, it's probably more important to put your energy into getting the right president of the United States. That's all you should be talking about. That is the most important issue. What happened in 1962-63 doesn't really change much. We have, what we do have with our Lord is Divine Mercy, Divine Mercy Sunday, which we didn't have back then. So even this pastor uh, and a good priest, and you probably may not even agree with this, but with that Divine Mercy, since we weren't able to physically go to a Mass or physically go to confession, and for Divine Mercy Sunday, which I hope you believe, Dr. Taylor, I know you're very educated and those are, you know, it's like my son, you know, you have a very, very high IQ, but, you know, think logically. Who's going to be going to heaven? It has nothing to do with us. But what does do is someone's going to try to take your property away from you. What are you going to do then? You're going to wait until after the fact? When uh, you lose your freedom of religion? When you lose your Second Amendment rights. So I think, Dr. Taylor, you need to be focusing on right now what's the, the problems with coronavirus and the, and tearing down statues of, of Mary and, and Jesus. I mean, that issue you're speaking out about, burning down the church, churches. That's what you need to be speaking out of, and, and very forcefully, I would think. And you need to know, and you know who needs to get to be elected. And you need to fight for that. Otherwise, you're going to lose everything. And we all will. So on that, that's why we're praying. The prayers are so important. Uh, and if you do get to hear this, uh, I hope you do uh, listen to some of my uh, podcasts. Because even though I don't have your doctorate you know, in theology, uh, I have a, you know, a menial one person, a menial associate's degree in management. Someone criticized me for that. Well... I, I was an analyst with the, with the FBI, and actually, I connected the dots, and told the right people, but they didn't listen. They said they had more rights, that the criminals, the terrorists, had more rights than other people in other divisions, in the, in the uh, uh, criminal division, in the white-collar division, and uh, all the other divisions in the FBI. Because they weren't even getting the information. They weren't even looking at the financial records that the bank was uh, providing in the SAR, specific activity reports, suspicious activity reports. And, um, but anyway, let's, let's do this prayer. And we'll, we'll pray for you too, uh, Dr. Taylor, and, and for uh, Archbishop. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The prayer for the United States of America. Almighty and eternal God, King of kings, Lord of lords, graciously turn your gaze to us who evoke you with confidence. 
blessed us, citizens of the United States of America, great peace and prosperity to our nation. Illuminate those who govern us so that they may commit themselves to the common good and respect for the holy law. Protect those who defend invulnerable principles of the natural law and your commandments. Must face the repeated assaults of the enemy of the human race. Keep in the hearts of your children the courage for truth, for love, and for virtue, and reverence in the midst of trials. Make our families grow in the example of our Lord who has governed us, together with his most holy mother and Saint Joseph in the home of Nazareth. Give us our fathers and mothers the gift of strength to educate wisely the children for which we have blessed them. Give courage to those in spiritual combat, fight the good fight as soldiers of Christ against the furious focus of the children of darkness. Keep each one of us, O Lord, in your most sacred heart, and above all, he whom your providence has pleased at the hand of our nation. Blessed the President of the United States of America, so that the aware of his responsibility and his duties, he may be the knight of justice, a defender of the oppressed, a firm bulwark against your enemies, and a proud supporters of the children of right. Place the United States of America and the whole world under your mantle of the Queen of Victorious Victories, our unique leader in battle, Immaculate Conception, is Thanks her to her and through your mercy. That the hymn of praise raised to you, O Lord, from the children from whom you have redeemed the most precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if any of you have questions or comments, uh, you could do it right on my podcast at peoplepodcast.com prayer N, capital N, lunch. Or if email me directly at wryoung, Y-O-U-N-G-12, at yahoo.com. And uh, Dr. Taylor, I would be happy to invite you on my show. And if you would like me on your show, I'd be happy to uh, attend. Um, I agree with you on most things. So, you know, actually we're on the same side, believe it or not. It's just a different point of view. Amen to you and your, your beautiful eight family. That's great that you have eight children. God bless you. I was only blessed with one child, but uh, that was a struggle enough for me. So I, I have a prodigal son at this moment. So pray for him. His name is Gregory. And uh, I pray for you. I pray for your family and your children and for uh, the Archbishop and all the bishops and the priests. They have a tough time at this time, especially in the United States and all over the world. 
So God bless you and God bless America.